Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. Man, here we are. We're headed toward Christmas. And you know, I don't know if you got my free download of Creating Happy Holidays. If you didn't, be sure and just click the link right here in your top right-hand corner and get that free download because this is going to help you get through Christmas. It's going to help you have a great Christmas. But you know something? Today, I want to talk to you about what I would call it the secret power of the Christmas story because there's so much more to the Christmas story than what we're seeing and than what we're understanding. And the truth is we're missing some of the greatest aspect of why the Christmas story is even in the Bible. And I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a faith builder. You say, well, the Christmas story, I heard it since I was a kid. No, let me tell you something. There's a backstory to this. I'm only going to be able to scratch the surface, but I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be a faith builder for you. So Stick around, get ready to take some notes, get ready to let God light up your heart and connect with you in a new way. I'll be back in just one minute. Listen, I know Christmas is just right around the corner, but it's not too late for you to download your free series, Creating Happy Holidays. Just click on the icon right there at the top right of your screen, and I'll tell you something, this is going to give you some tools to have a great holiday season. All right, here we go. I want to talk to you about the hidden power of the Christmas story because there's so much to the Christmas story that really because of our lack of biblical knowledge, we just don't understand. You know, it just grieves me so much that so many incredibly significant things in the Bible are just kind of treated as like Sunday school stories or this sort of thing. But I want to tell you something. God never asked us to trust what he has not revealed. And it's amazing what the Bible has revealed to us, again, that we just scoot over because of the way we've been taught to read the Bible, because of the sermons that we hear. But our oversimplification of what we call the Christmas story cheats us out of one of the greatest opportunities to build our faith, specifically our faith about the second coming of Jesus. Now listen, God always tells us the end before it occurs so that we can do a couple things. Number one, we can prepare for the future. You know, prophecy isn't just to impress us or to astound us. Prophecy, true prophecy, and I'm not talking about the prophecy that's just for personal edification, like uh, functions and just every believer. I'm talking about prophecy that sees and declares the end from the very beginning. That is given to us by God through the Holy Spirit so that we can see what's coming and prepare. And as you know, and if you've read my Apocalypse book or if you've listened to me talk about Apocalypse, it's amazing at the people that refuse to prepare for the second coming of Jesus because they're so afraid and so uncertain. They somehow just think, if I don't prepare, then maybe it just won't happen. Well, anything God says is going to happen, is going to happen. How He says it's going to happen, is going to happen. When He says it's going to happen, even if He's not the one making it happen, it's going to happen if He says it's going to. But also, one of the things that happens is when we see God's Word unfold, 
then we come to trust all of his words. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what I call the backstory, the hidden power of the Christmas story. And there's, you know, that we, I could really go on this really for hours and hours and hours, but we're just going to, we're just going to scratch the surface because I want you to see something. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why in the world did Herod have these uh, seers studying and trying to determine about the coming of the Messiah? Well, I'll tell you why. It's really way more simple than you think. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel prophesies and tells us when the children of Israel would come out of captivity, when they would go back to Jerusalem, or actually it wasn't children of Israel, it was Jerusalem, when they would go back to Jerusalem, when they would rebuild the wall around Jerusalem, and how many years it would be from the building of the wall till the coming of the Messiah, and how long it would be then before His crucifixion. So they knew that the time for the coming of the Lord was at hand. And just like Nimrod in the Old Testament, Nimrod had sorcerers that were always trying to protect him against what God might be doing in the earth because he wanted to take over the entire world. And so Nimrod's sorcerers, they came to understand that a deliverer was being born and Nimrod did exactly what Herod did later. This is probably where Herod got the idea. Nimrod killed all newborn male babies to try to prevent the birth of a deliverer coming. Well, when Abraham was born, his father hid him in a cave. I won't go into the whole story. If you want to know about it, you can get my book, Apocalypse, or you can get the series Apocalypse where I talk about it. But the same thing happened then with Jesus. But here's the thing. God had prophesied all of these things. God had prophesied that Jesus would come and that he would be born of a virgin. You know, the Bible tells us when he would be born. It tells us where he would be born. That's amazing. We knew when he was going to be born. We knew where he was going to be born. The Bible even told us that he would escape and go into Egypt. And then it tells us where he would come back to and where he would launch his ministry. And you know, it's interesting. I think it's in the book of John, you know, where people thought that Jesus was from one city. They didn't realize that he had been born in Bethlehem. And so as far as they were concerned, he couldn't have been the Messiah because they thought they knew where he was born when in fact they didn't. They just knew where he had come from last. But the scriptures tell that he would be crucified. The scriptures even prophesied about him riding into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. So many of the specific details about Jesus' first coming and his second coming are clearly written out in prophecy. And again, and you know, this sounds kind of harsh. I don't really mean to, to sound harsh here, but I want you to understand what we're taught about the Bible is just kindergarten type stuff. When I went to a denominational church, I loved the church. I loved the pastor. I loved what I got there. I wouldn't swap it for anything in the world. But you know, after 18 months, that's, you know, 54 Sundays plus another 27 Sundays. So we're talking about 77, 75 Sundays. You know, I finally went to my pastor and said, I don't need to know how to get saved again every Sunday. I need to know how to walk with God. I need to work some things out. Well, you know, most churches, if they even preach the gospel, at best, you're just going to hear how to get saved every week. Very seldom we really get any teaching 
about the Word of God in many of the churches, not all the churches, there's some great churches that teach you how to walk with God, teach you, you know, what the truth looks like. And I'm thankful for those pastors and teachers that do it. But by and large, most people are never getting any real solid Bible teaching. You know, that's one of the interesting things about the book of Matthew. And really, a lot of people don't like the book of Matthew because it's written to people who need proof that Jesus' birth and his life, his ministry, and his death and resurrection is validated by Scripture. So Matthew, all through the book of Matthew, he quotes Scriptures about where those particular events that he's describing were prophesied so that people would know, you know, this is exactly as the Bible told us that it would be. Another really interesting thing, again, if you know the prophecies and you understand what the feasts were about, which not many of us really know much about the feasts, but there were specific feasts that foretold his crucifixion and when he would be crucified, which was on the Passover, and because the Passover was just a type. And then there was a feast, I think it was first fruits, that told when he would be raised from the dead. And then Pentecost told us when the church age would begin, when the Holy Spirit was poured out and, and the earth for the first time embraced the body of Christ in the church age. So there were feasts and prophecies that explained all that. It, it was totally predictable for the times that people lived in. And, you know, now we still have feasts that reveal when he will return the second time and establish his kingdom. And it's amazing that people are just shutting their eyes to this stuff. From the place of ignorance, they don't really know what the Scripture says. And then from the place of fear, unbelief, and prejudice, they don't want to know what the Scripture says. But I'm going to tell you something. This will get you into something so incredible. You know the shepherds that were out attending their flocks by night? It says in Luke 2, verse 8, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And we have every reason to believe that those were the shepherds right outside of Bethlehem in a special place where they were guarding the flocks of the lambs that would be used for the Passover. So the very shepherds that were guarding the Passover lamb were the very shepherds that the angels went to. And when they understood that Jesus was the lamb of God, I got a feeling that they were able to make the connection between their job the prophecies in the scriptures, and who Jesus really was. And so what you're going to see over and over and over again, you're going to see every detail of Jesus' first coming, prophesied, portrayed in feast, and so is his second coming. And you know something? Man, this keeps us where we're not in the dark. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Hey, I know we're getting right up on Christmas, but I want to be sure that you get my gift to you. Creating Happy Holidays is a series that I put out there just for that reason, so people could have great holidays, enjoy it, enjoy their families, and get the most out of whatever celebrations they were having. Listen, if you'll just click right up on the top right-hand side of your screen, you can get access to this free gift right now. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. It's going to help you. It's going to help your family. You're going to have a great holiday. All right. I don't know if you're beginning to see this. I hope the pieces are starting to come together. It's like this should resolve any doubts that you have about God, about Jesus, about who he was, about the fact that he was divinely sent, about 
the fact that you can trust all of God's Word. And listen, if this is helping you, if you're getting benefit out of these weekly broadcasts, be sure and just click on the link right down under me right now and like our page and subscribe to this page. That helps us reach more people and touch more lives whenever you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. But listen, let me just go ahead with this. You see, another great thing that happened, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we may talk about it some next week. The message that the angels came was the message you know, that the Savior was coming so that there would be peace and goodwill on earth. And many times we think that that's peace and goodwill between men, but it's actually talking about peace from God to man. And the angels actually uh, sing or rejoice about the covenant of peace, which Isaiah 54 prophesies. Jesus didn't just come to make any old covenant with God. He came and made the covenant of peace where God would be at peace. I'm telling you, there's not a bit of his life or ministry that was not foretold. And there's not a bit of what's going to happen in the future that's not foretold. And anything that's going to happen, this doesn't mean your life is predicted, but it means that truth is absolute and everything is foretold about Jesus is going to happen just like the Bible says. And man, that should give you encouragement in times of darkness. You know what? Just like Jesus came the first time and nobody believed he was coming, nobody believed that the scriptures were going to be fulfilled, they were fulfilled. You know, we're living in a day where people all over the world, believers all over the world, are kind of like, well, it's been such a long time. You know, every generation has thought Jesus was going to come their generation. That's probably not going to happen that way. Let's come up with a new doctrine about how the second coming is going to be, something that, that makes sense to us instead of something that the Word of God truly supports. But I'm telling you something. I'm looking forward to the return of Jesus, and the way He came the first time gives me confidence in what the Bible says about the way He's going to come the second time. You know, this isn't about Jesus' birth, but because it has to do with the Passover lamb, there was one day where, you know, John the Baptist was out here, and I think he was baptizing or whatever he was doing that day, and Jesus comes walking along. It says in John 1, 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You know what's really interesting about that? John was of the family line of the priesthood. And in the family line of the priesthood, there was one aspect of that family line, and they were the only ones who were qualified to select the Passover lamb that was sacrificed every year. Now, John the Baptist was the very last in the lineage of high priests. And so had Jesus not come, he would have been the next high priest, which means he was the only person in the world qualified to point out who the true Passover lamb was going to be. I don't know about you, but I find that incredible. I find all of this incredibly encouraging. Why? Because just as sure as God's word was about his first coming, just as sure as God's word was about his ministry, what he would accomplish, what he would do, his death, burial, and resurrection, God's Word is absolutely that sure and dependable about His second coming, but it's also that sure and predictable about all the promises of God. You know, Isaiah 46, 9 is a really interesting scripture. He says, remember the former things of old. Now, I can remember reading this scripture and not really understanding what he was talking about until you connected it to the rest of this scripture where you put it in context. He says, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. And here's what he's saying. 
in this aspect, there's nobody like me in declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. I want to tell you something. Not one word that God has ever spoken has ever failed, nor has it been done away with. It is all being fulfilled in Jesus. The ultimate expression of everything that God has ever said is being fulfilled in Jesus and the church right now in the days that we live in. And one of the things I know about God, you know, I have walked through life threatening situations. You know, I went through a couple of years, you know, and I used to be a street preacher. You know, as a street preacher, back in the early 70s, man, I had people try to kill me. I had people set up ambushes against me. I've been overseas and had threats from the communists, threats from the witch doctors. Here in America, I've gone through periods of time where people were out to kill me, you know. And the amazing thing was God always warned me. Every time there was a trap set for me, I always had a dream or always just had a sense about it and always knew, don't go there, don't do this. And sometimes God would tell me specifically where not to go or where to go. And here's the thing I discovered about God. There's never a tragedy that comes your way that God doesn't try to warn you or prepare you or equip you to either avoid or to be able to deal with it effectively, no matter what it is. And I've learned that the key is is my heart open enough to God? And do I trust that God's a good God and He's always speaking to me and that He's always trying to deliver me from evil? And when I say evil, I'm not talking about just temptation to sin. I'm talking about evil. I'm talking about chaos. I'm talking about destruction. I'm talking about those things that will mess up your life forever. He's always trying to do that, but we're not always open enough to Him because we really, you know, we read the Word of God. We read like the Christmas story, and it's just a Sunday school story to so many of us. But I want to tell you something. God is reliable. God is always trying to lead you from harm. God is always trying to show you the path that you should walk. Every word of God is true and it's accurate. And what hasn't yet been fulfilled through the second coming of Jesus, I promise you this, it's going to happen. And it's not going to happen in secret. You know, there's this concept that there's even, you know, the concept that Jesus has already come back. We just don't realize it because he's come back through the church. I want to tell you something. The Bible says that his return is going to be like lightning from the east to the west. In other words, nobody's going to miss it. It's not going to be subtle. It's not going to be secret. But the incredible thing is he warns us of everything that's going to happen. He warns us of every tragedy that's going to come on planet earth and tells us what we can do to avoid those tragedies. So, you know, you can turn the Christmas story into something that's not just about an event in the past. You can turn the Christmas story into something that is an event in the future, into something that affects your life right now. And, you know, by the way, another free gift, I don't want to get too confusing on this, but another free gift that I'm going to, if you're on my email list and you can go to my webpage, impactministries.com and get on our email list or download my free app. And we're going to send everybody that has our app or is on our email list, we're going to send you out a link to download the Christmas story with music behind it. And this is something you can play when your family gets together for Christmas. You can play this at Christmas dinner. It's short. It's not real long. And it's not a sermon. It's just me telling the Christmas story from a more biblical perspective uh, with good music behind it that you can use to minister to your family, to win them to Jesus, to get them out of goofy religious ideas about Christianity and about God and about the birth of Jesus. And here's what I want you to walk away with from what I've shared with you today. 
I want you to walk away with fact. Number one, God is a deliverer. He is not a destroyer. He is always, 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 always trying to deliver me. And he's always going to warn me in either intuitively in my heart, through a dream, through a word of knowledge. But somehow he's always going to try to warn me. And when I'm facing disaster, I will always have an opportunity to avoid it, to completely avoid it, or to prepare for it, or to get equipped to face it. But God never, never, never just leaves me to my own devices. Number two, I want you to see how accurate God's Word is. Listen, go back and read the book of Matthew and see all the times, and there's dozens of those times, where Jesus did something and Matthew tells you where that was prophesied in the scripture. And get your head around how dependable and reliable the written word of God is. Let me tell you something. Anytime you got a problem with the written word of God, it's just because you're interpreting it improperly. The only way to properly interpret the written word of God is from what Jesus taught, the life that he lived, his death, burial, and resurrection. He was the word made flesh. You know, like John was the only person qualified to identify Jesus as the true Passover lamb. Jesus is the only person that has ever lived that's qualified to interpret everything that God has said and tell us how to apply it. And always do it from the motive of love. Nobody else is qualified. No preacher, not your parents, nobody else. They can tell us things, you know, that they see in the Word of God. But at the end of the day, we got to know that it comes right through what Jesus has taught us. So I want you to know that the Word of God is absolutely reliable. Number three, I want you to know that Jesus is coming again. Has every generation believed that He was coming in their generation? Yeah, pretty much. Were they wrong? Yeah. Does that mean we should stop looking for him and expecting him? Absolutely not. And specifically, given the fact of what's happening in the world today, how things are unfolding. Again, you know, if you haven't read my book, Apocalypse, or listened to this series, get it and listen to it. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to understand the world like you have never, ever, ever understood it. You're going to see how the Bible has connected the dots on everything that's ever happened in history from the Garden of Eden all the way through to the second coming of Jesus. I want you to equip yourself for the second coming of Jesus. I want you to equip yourself to be an overcomer. I want you to trust God's Word and be able to face any kind of situation without wavering, without fear, without caving in, without running away, without throwing away your faith, without getting deceived. Because God has warned us of these things He's warned us of the things that are going to happen around the second coming of Jesus, just like he warned us around the things in the first coming of Jesus. Listen, don't forget, be sure and get this free download. If you miss a chance to click on your screen and get it, you can go back and watch the program again and get it then, or you can go to our website and get it. But be sure and get Creed and Happy Holidays. Have a great Christmas celebration. Turn life into a great celebration. And listen, don't go away. I'll be back with my mentoring moment in just a minute. If you've been plagued with depression or frustration or difficulty in the holidays, be sure and take this opportunity. Right there it is at the top right-hand side of your screen. Click on there and download Creating Happy Holidays. It's going to change your celebration. You know, people just keep asking me, what can I do to help? People are so excited about what's happening in their life. They're wanting to make sure other people have the same kind of experiences with God that they're having. That's why we call them world changers. Let me tell you two things that you can do. Number one, 
Every single thing that you receive on here that helps you, that benefits you, repost it. Put all these messages on your Facebook page and send links out to all of your friends and tell them how it's helping you. Actually, there's three things because another thing you can do is be sure and like our YouTube channel. This is more important than almost anything else that you can do because the more you like our YouTube channel and if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, the more people will get exposed to it the way YouTube works. Also, and the last thing is, of course, we always need finances. To reach the whole world costs money, and we don't hit you up and we don't manipulate you, but I want you to have the opportunity to become a world changer and help finance the gospel going to the ends of the earth. You know, so many times when I give you the mentoring moment, and really the mentoring moment is about how to put this stuff into practice. Usually I'm giving you some scriptural principles, you know, something to focus on, and it's always something to put in practice. But I want to tell you what I've got for you this week is really, really simple. I want you to make sure that during your Christmas holidays, whatever you do and however you do it, make sure to reach out to somebody who would be alone, somebody who will be incredibly blessed by being with you, by getting to celebrate with you. Secondly, and going more specifically to the message that you learned today, Go back and read the book of Matthew, like I suggested, and look up all of these scriptures. Every time Matthew says, just as it said in the book of so-and-so, go back and look that up and start rebuilding your confidence in God's Word. And open your heart up, however you do it in your prayer life. It starts with an intention. It just starts with a decision and intention. Open your heart up to the fact, God, I want you, God, in my life. You do see the end from the beginning. You know every trap that's laid for me, whether it's in business, whether it's in my relationships, whether it's an accident, no matter what it is, you know everything that's coming in my life. So I want to open my heart up more and more to hear you, to recognize your voice, to sense that real gentle impression that you're going to put on my heart when it's time for me to handle something in a different way. Listen, today was all about just getting confident in the fact that you can trust God's Word and that God will prepare you for everything that's coming. So make this decision. Take this step. We already told you several times about getting the free gift that we have for you this month, Creating Happy Holidays. And if you're really wanting to look forward to where we're going and how to prepare for that, be sure and get my book, Apocalypse. It's going to help you see where we've been, where we are, where we're going, and how you can live as an overcomer because you're hearing, following, trusting, listening to the voice of God as He leads you through the path of life. Have a great holiday. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.